0: Good morning everybody, I'm Larry Jacobs, this is Pre-K-12 Education Talk Radio, it's October 24th, getting near Halloween, getting near Halloween, okay, 2024, 2023, we did not skip a year, okay, to my guest Catherine, it's still 2023, okay, and to all of you out there, it's October 24th, 2023, and welcome to today's show, we're going to talk to Catherine Little. Catherine, Dr. Little, is a professor in the Department of Educational Psychology at UConn University, Connecticut, in Magnificent Stores, Connecticut, all right, and she's got a specialization in the area of giftedness and creativity and talent development, okay, and she's also currently the president-elect, woo of the Board of Directors of NAGC, the National Association for Gifted Children, and I thank them for helping me get Catherine on the show today. And today we're going to be talking about something called the, well, the Javits program and how important that is in gifted education. We'll explain all that if you don't know what it is. But there's also specific education we're going to, attention we're going to give, okay, to a newly funded Javits grant called Project Focus. So Dr. Little is going to inform us on all this and how it affects individual teachers, individual students, particularly those who are gifted. Now, we're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. That's the home website for our American Consortium for Equity in Education. So go over there and enjoy all the stuff we do over there. Everything over there is free for you. Our magazine, Equity and Access, Pre-K-12. Just click on the cover and enjoy an online edition. We have our Excellence in Equity Awards, which have just opened up for educators So if you are an educator pre-K-12, go over, check it out, nominate yourself, your colleagues, your school, et cetera, et cetera, in all areas of equity, and you'll see all the categories we have. It's really kind of fun, enjoyable, and we love handing out those awards, which we'll do as the year turns. That'll be just great. So please, we're starting to accept nominations now. And also, all the podcasts like this one are all over there. You'll see it under the podcast link. Check it out. We keep working on the site. It's better than ever. Okay, thank you to Maya Appleby over there, our publisher, and we'll go from there. Everything's at ace-ed.org, and without further ado, let me bring on the one, the only, Dr. Catherine Little. Hello, Catherine. It's Larry here.
1: Good morning, Larry. How are you? Well, I'm
0: fine. I assume you guys are not quite. I'm up in Maine, and and our colors are kind of right at peak now. How you doing down there with fall colors?
1: Yeah, we're not quite there yet, but it's definitely colorful around here, and nice to have blue sky today, because we haven't had enough of that lately.
0: (laughs) Here, here, welcome to New England as winter approaches. We all start to worry, but Halloween's coming, and I've had, we've had Halloweens up here, it's 90 degrees, 89 degrees, so it's crazy. Okay, and then all of a sudden it gets cold. What are you going out as for Halloween?
1: Uh, I show? haven't quite decided yet. I'm looking at um. I have a I have a good pirate costume that I might go Woo. with this year. We're, we'll see. Woo.
0: I love it. Okay, the, <laughs> the New York. Just before we get into all this, the New York Times they had a great article. It, this today is October 24th. It was about. It's all over the world. People get on paddle boards dressed as witches and they paddle all <laughs> over lakes and streams and all that. And it's a whole <laughs> big thing. It was pretty cool. Okay, so uh, check it out everybody. It was neat. I want you to talk. actually I have to go back here because I have to tell you something funny. I was over on the website today at gifted dot U C O N N, UConn, U-Con, like University of Connecticut dot EDU. Uh gifted dot EDU. And uh, there was a funny word started which was Confritu. Confritut. <laughs> that's right. Okay. So <laughs> I, I figured that must be something that's in the produce department at Whole Foods. So I click through, <laughs> okay, and it, it wasn't that. And you just—I just went. This is part of the Rinzuli Center for the Gifted Kids at Teacher te- Education. Part of the Education School over at uh, UConn. Tell everybody what a confratute is, and are there seeds? <laughs> Right.
1: Great. Thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, Confritude, oh, you we are in our, <laughs> I love our fifth decade here of offering Confritude. It's a summer program uh, for educators, and uh, it's called that because it is a mix of a conference and an institute with a lot of fraternity in the middle. Oh. So that's why it's called Confritude, and so it, it, it's been running it for over nice. 40
0: years. Wow. And I did are, do people come from all over the country or just Connecticut?
1: All over the world. All over the world. Wow. We've served many thousands of people from all over the world. We took a couple of years to go entirely virtual um following the pandemic, but this yeah. past summer we had our first back in person conference shoot and it's always a great time. It's you oh, know, that's great. It, Stores, Connecticut is not a super busy town. There's not a whole lot going on. So we make sure that we keep everybody busy with lots of fun and activities all day and all evening during Oh, uh,
0: That's pretty cool. Now, I have to say Stores, which is the, is the town where Yukon is in Connecticut. When I was there, I couldn't find the town. All I found was the university, which isn't necessarily <laughs> bad. But I was looking for the town. I couldn't find the town. I only found this no town. Right. It's all university. It's all university. Yep. Yeah, cool. <laughs> Check it out, everybody. And by the way, since we're talking about confitutes, okay, uh, make sure you peel it before you eat on a confitute. And uh, there's a free webinar about it on November 18th. i just I don't know if you know that, Catherine, but there is.
1: Of course, that's uh, yeah. yeah. Okay, that's, good. No, we've good. been Check. doing the free webinars a couple of times. Um, over the last couple of years, and um, so those are, and the last, our whole list of webinars from the past couple of years are all um, still available for free on our website, so people can check those out. We've had a lot of great speakers who have donated their time to, you know, just provide access to information for folks.
0: Yeah, excellent. that's uh, go again. I'll, I'll link it. I don't have the link right now, but I will. Yeah, Gifted. U c o n n. Edu. And congratulations, you're the president-elect of the board of directors of NAGC. Congratulations. Yep.
1: Thank you very much. It's a great you opportunity. You now have
0: a, You have now have. A, you're like Torquemada. You know, have an unlimited. You have unlimited power. What are you going to do with your power? <laughs>
1: Right. I'm not sure about that but you know I'll right. uh, try to try to make sure I'm keeping track of my great responsibility that comes <laughs> along
0: with it. And I'm sure you will do a wonderful job of it. I I'm I'm, Kim, I'm I'm sure. Okay, congratulations. I th- I think congratulations are in order so congratulations on that one. Okay. Thank great. you. Okay. Now, I I've I'm going to say this long-winded and you can focus this any way you want. Project Focus is a is a, the way I'm reading it is a new Program of the Javits Grants, the the Javits Program. You're never to, to explain this to me. And I, I think we're going to start there. Okay, Catherine. What are the, what's the Javits Grants, the Javits Program, and then how's what's project focus below that? Like you're doing an outline. Okay, sure. Yeah, so, um, just the start Javits there program. for everybody. And and I want to say, you know, this gifted education. Okay, we have to be able to spot gifted kids. I, I, I say this every time I work with NAGC. Okay, this is very important and we have to learn to work with them and understand. And a lot of people just don't think we should put money into that, as you know, Catherine, because quote, they're gifted with my air quotes going on here. Okay, but they need help because they are special kids. Okay, and
1: absolutely.
0: Th- yeah, that's that's I'll just leave it at that. You go from there. The Javits program and the, and the project focus.
1: Okay, great. So um, thank you for that. And, yeah, you know, we believe in... I think, I think as educators, we all believe in the importance of um, providing services for all kids in schools, and that includes those who, you know, ha- have it a little easier sometimes in schools. But then we also have lots of kids that really have needs for more advanced learning, for more challenging learning opportunities, and aren't necessarily getting those opportunities in school. And so um, part of the work that we try to do in NAGC at, at the Renzulli Center, and through the Javits program is to find and respond to those kids that aren't necessarily. Necessarily standing out as gifted, but we can see that you know with opportunities they can really develop very very high levels of talents and and just have really wonderful um, impressive accomplishments and just fulfillment yeah. through their educational experiences and the Javits program really is. Uh, Linked to all that. So this is something, it is the only federal um, funding that is available specifically for gifted and talented education. Um, and it's not a huge pot in the federal budget. It's a tiny, tiny yeah. piece of the federal budget, yeah. but it's very important for us in the field. And the Javits program, it, it was authorized in the late 1980s. And the intent mm-hmm. of the program is to provide um, supports for evidence-based research, for demonstration projects, different kinds of innovative strategies um, through um, different grant programs that sometimes can be awarded to states and local districts or sometimes can be awarded to universities and other kinds of organizations to do work with schools to try to meet the needs of gifted and talented students, particularly those students who are traditionally underrepresented in gifted and talented programs. So that includes those students who may come from low income backgrounds,
0: students who
1: are English learners, students who, um, students from certain um, groups who are traditionally under identified in gifted and talented education. And so that's, that's sort of the idea of the Javits program. And um, what happens with Javits is that when they do have the funding available, they tend to um, make a competitive program available to apply for grant funding to support projects that can be done um, in schools um, and other kinds of settings um, to respond to the needs of gifted and talented learners. So that's really what the program is all about. And project focus specifically, um, our focus in this project is we're really looking at trying to use professional learning to support teachers Mm. in their Mm. abilities to respond to advanced learners. We're looking at general education classroom Mm. teachers here in grades three through five, and we're focusing quite a lot yeah yeah it's a good yeah. you know it's a level that's important. It's around the time that a lot of gifted programs really kind of get into gear but um but kids, even if they're identified for gifted education, they still spend the majority of their school time in general education classrooms and so those sure. general education classroom teachers really need um, professional learning to support them in how to respond to these kids who need something more challenging, more advanced.
0: absolutely they do and on that note. And you, and you're at a, you're a college professor. How are we? I always ask this question. Okay, how are we doing? And I went to teachers college many thousands of years ago. Okay, and it's, it's it literally and, and and not literally, figuratively. Obviously, I'm making a joke, but we'll just go from there. Okay, but you know, when civil war was going on. Okay, the civil war was going on. that was the Greek civil war. It was a million years. no. So at any rate. Um, You know, back when I went to school, special ed, uh, all the challenges of special education, gifted, et cetera, et cetera. Even school counseling were barely even mentioned in my teacher training if they were mentioned at all. All right. And today, this kind of sums it up, Project Focus. We're trying to get teachers to understand they need to spot these kids and spot these kids early and how to do it. Okay, and then what? That's the next step of that. All right. And how are we doing? In, in, and again, you're a college professor, you're a teacher at UConn. Okay. How are we doing in teaching teachers that there are gifted kids and teaching future teachers that there are gifted kids in their classes? How are we doing on that? Is it part what? and parcel of teacher training?
1: Um, I would say it's there, but it could be definitely a lot more there, and, you know, I think that that is a, a major concern is how do we do a better job in helping pre-service teachers to understand this population of kids um in helping in-service teachers to understand this population of kids um, but there's a there's an awful lot for people to learn as they are becoming teachers and yeah. Um, yeah there is you know the demands are extensive and you know there's a lot that that new teachers really have to learn about responding to that range of needs in the classroom. and of course, responding to students who have special needs under special education, that's a huge responsibility as well. and so you know oh, there there is um, probably there's a lot more legislation there more support um, for students in special education for for teachers to be prepared to work with those students and that's as it should be because um, the needs there are really indeed great but we can always do more to try to support the needs of gifted and talented learners too and to help teachers to get ready for them because you know I see a lot of students here at UConn who are going to be teachers and they just, you know, they good. feel like they want more. They want, they don't yeah. really know how to good. respond to these learners and so they need more supports.
0: Wow. And I'd let them keep uh, keep yelling and asking for that. That's a good student Absolutely. protest. I like that. I yes. the kids. That, <laughs> that, that, that's good. And uh, you, you said, by the way, you mentioned, I just want to say this, you mentioned Renzuli Center. Okay. Mm-hmm. And Renzuli Center is UConn's basically gifted program gifted center. Is that a good way to put it? Yes. We, yes. we hadn't mentioned that before you used the term. I just wanted to make sure if you go to gifted.yukon.edu you'll wind up at the Renzulli Center website. Right? That's correct. Yes. Yeah, there you go. I yeah. just wanted to make sure that, that that was that was clear to everybody. You you said, you know, this so this allows grants to uh, individual schools in its gay states, etc. Okay. Uh, You obviously are extremely familiar with the Javits program, and I think you're going to be running this Project Focus, if I'm not mistaken. Am I correct? Correct. Okay. Congratulations on that, too. Okay. So you're going to be running. You're welcome. So you're going to be running that. All right. What's your history with the Javits program, and how are you going to swing use the funding et cetera, that's coming from all this. this this is really cool stuff because you you know what you're doing and by the way I love what you are you are a uh, expert at the department of educational psychology giftedness I love this creativity and talent development I think that's very cool creativity being put in there well, okay thank how do you yeah what, thank I do? You. what do you what's your what's your background with all this and working with Javits et cetera? what are your expectations coming out of this thing who do you want to get in touch with you? All that sort of stuff for project focus. Great, thank you. Um, You're welcome. Okay, yeah, Go so, for it.
1: Uh, <laughs> um. So I've been lucky enough to be involved with a lot of Javits projects over the course of my career. Um, I did my graduate work um, in gifted education at William & Mary in Virginia uh, with Joyce Van tassel who was the director of the Center for Gifted Education there. And she had um, secured a number of different Javits projects and so mostly um, focused on curriculum development work in gifted education. And that's been a really important aspect of the Javits program over the 30 plus years of its history is that a number of projects have emerged that have resulted in curricular materials that are available for teachers to use to support the needs of advanced learners, and those are supporting the needs of advanced learners in gifted programs, but also in regular cl- regular education classrooms. Good. There's a good. lot of materials out there that have emerged from the Javits projects, um, and I've had the opportunity, you know, when I was there um, in graduate school, um, after graduate school, to work on those, and then came here to UConn, where, again, we've had a lot of good fortune with um, getting access to Javits projects. Um, We've had a a number of Javits projects, Javits grants here at UConn. Um, The first one that I directed was um, started in 2014, and that was Project Spark. And in Project Spark, we were working on working with kids um, and teachers at grades K through two to provide supports for helping teachers um, recognize and respond to high potential. And we provided some summer programming for kids. And again, really focusing on kids from underrepresented populations to give them access to some advanced learning in the summer um, that could then feed into, and they also helped the teachers to then see what worked with those kids in the summer that they could then use during the school year. And we did a subsequent project called Project Lift. And Lift was focused, again, on working with classroom teachers in grades K through 3. And we focused on how do you draw out critical and creative thinking behaviors? How do you spot um, evidence of advanced potential in your students? And how do you respond to that once you spot it? And then Project Focus is really building on all of that as well. And in Focus specifically, we're focusing a lot on questioning and discourse. So we're looking at how do teachers ask questions? How do they encourage kids to ask questions and to engage in discussion in the classroom? And what are the patterns that we can observe of things like, you know, what are the kinds of words in questions or the framing of questions that can yield um, more evidence of higher level thinking from the kids' responses, that can get more kids to talk? And I have a colleague, um, Dr. Kylie Anglin, who's a you know, a new professor here at UConn, she's in her third year, um, and she does work in um, some complicated stuff in text analytics and natural language processing. But basically wow. what that means is wow. that we're going to have tons of transcripts from classroom discussions that we will pump into some Uh, computer programs that will tell us things like these are the kinds of words that yield a lot of discussion. These are the kinds of words that get lots of kids to respond. So we're really hoping to analyze a lot of detail about classroom discussion and to help teachers with how do they continue to enhance and improve their own questioning and discussion practices in the classroom.
0: That's that's pretty cool. How are we doing on the number of educators. I mean, I, I, you know, I, I was on the website, I'm on the website for uh, Renzulli and you have about that. I saw 10, 12 professors in there, yourself included. And the one who's going to give the webinar, Dr. Davis, I assume she's with you guys. Okay. And um, is she Is she with you? I made that assumption. Dr. Joy Davis. She
1: No, she, she does not work here at UConn. She oh. is in Virginia. Um, but we, again, we're, we're very fortunate that we have a lot of connections with educators um, and scholars from around the country, and we send people notes and say, "Hey, we're doing these webinars. Would you be willing to <laughs> do, do need- one for us?" And yeah. everyone has been very, very responsive. So, but I know Dr. Davis from forever ago. She also went to Lyman Mary, <laughs> and so we knew each other long ago as graduate students.
0: Well, she, she's going to be great. She's but uh, she's presenting the November eighteenth webinar. Okay, everybody yes. wants to check it again over at Rinzuli Center um, at, at, at UConn. And my curiosity is, you know, I was just let me go back and rephrase that question. And you have about 10, 12, whatever it is, professors that were in the zoo. How What are we doing when having enough teachers? And uh, that's a bad question. I could end it right there. But specifically for the gifted these days, okay? I mean, everybody's talking about a teacher shortage. We know that. Everybody's talking mm-hmm. about teacher retention. We know that. Everybody knows that the worst area is special ed, which I will include the, as the gifted. Okay, you can change that for one if you want. But the point is you have to be specially trained. They always say special ed is more for the teacher. They have to be specially trained. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it for the for the whatever type of kid they're what they're working with. How are we doing? I mean you deal with students who are going to go into these programs. Do we have enough? Uh, just think of Renzuli. <laughs> There's never enough. I know what you're gonna say, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, you know what it's, I mean.
1: It's it's a great point. Yeah, there there we can always use more teachers. We can always use you know more people who are willing to come in and really devote their energies to supporting kids. And there there are a lot of things that make teaching a really really super hard job right now. Um, you know, yeah, and and I think believed. that a lot of teachers yeah. are facing so many challenges and you know trying to support kids, trying to do so much, and and it's hard and it's hard um, and in gifted ed specifically. There are lots of states that don't require programming or services for gifted kids. Um, And so, you know, then there are states that do, but don't necessarily provide a lot of professional learning opportunity for those teachers. And so, you know, we sort of, we're... Where we see a big part of our mission here at the Renduli Center is to really do a lot of outreach and provide supports for educators and do everything we can to say, you know, everybody needs to know about and understand this group of kids because kids who need more challenge in every single classroom, every classroom has kids who could use a little bit more challenge. And so how do we support that? And so I think there's the answer to the question is how are we doing is, well, we can always do better. That for every every teacher that that is yeah. doing this work is great and we're so glad to have them. Um and we're glad to have the operat we work with teachers through all kinds of things because we do a lot of outreach work and have teachers that come to Conflitute and things like that. And then we do have a graduate certificate program and a master's program and a doctoral program here. And then there are students who are you know, just in our regular teacher education program here at UConn who take our courses in gifted ed because they
0: recognize
1: that this is an area they need a little bit of extra help in. But most states don't require specific teacher training in gifted and talented education so most people who are coming out of teacher education programs have had maybe maybe an hour maybe a chapter that has focused on it in the middle of a class on it, other that's what i'm saying exactly
0: exactly it, 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 and you know i was thinking i was thinking as you were talking my kids grew up in exeter new hampshire which is the home mm-hmm. of phillips exeter academy phillips mm-hmm. exeter academy has been there since uh, i think the year four all right and uh you know <laughs> It's been a long sixteen thirty eight, whatever the heck it is. Okay, and and it's considered quote an elite school. Okay, I believe it's I believe it's nine through twelve, and everybody knows Phillips Exeter and Phillips Andover those two schools. Okay, and and I'm curious. All right, though people assume those kids. This is an interesting question. I like this question. Okay, are those kids who go to an elite school forget the wealth involved? Okay, are they considered gifted kids? They are elite and it is an elite school. And my point, I'm trying to get the point here. The difference, are they actually teaching those kids as though they are gifted or are they just teaching them as though they are elite? And and my other question regarding this is we have to teach, it's my opinion, we have to teach teachers to teach with rigor, R-I-G-O-R. OK, and we, we need to be rigorous with the kids. And what you just said about learning what questions to ask and how to analyze those answers. OK, if we are rigorous with the kids, they usually rise to the occasion. And, and mm-hmm. I, mean, I know I'm blabbering around here, but my, you get my question. Take a Phyllis Exodus Are those people trained and gifted or is that what we're talking about? OK, I never asked that question before. And you know, I hope you know what I'm going for here. And I know there's a difference between so. private and public. Go ahead. Catherine, shoot. Help it's, me. It's Help me, Dr. Compli- Little. Help me. Help
1: me. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's a complicated set of questions that you put out there. Because I'm just rambling. You- I
0: felt like Donald Trump giving a speech. I'm just rambling here. But, <laughs> but but my point is, you get it. Yeah. You know the question. Somewhere in there is a question. Absolutely. Go ahead. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, when we, when we talk about this whole idea, it, it's really, I mean, it really gets at the heart of what do we believe that that giftedness is what do we believe that gifted kids need what do we believe that kids need to grow and learn um, in school and you know i think that that some of the schools like the ones you're talking about have a strong tradition of um, high level rigorous curriculum and yeah. um, they don't always tend necessarily to have um specific identification systems the way public schools are more likely to do um, for kids for gifted services but whether they are providing additional differentiation for some kids to raise the level or for some kids to provide additional supports that may be what's happening there as well and that's really and i think it's important for us to think about um less about who is and who is not and more about what the kids need and what are the services that we can provide. So if we have kids that are already topping out on any kind of assessment in their grade level curriculum, well, that means they need something more. If they are able already to do everything that the grade level curriculum is asking them to do, then they need something that's more advanced, more rigorous, that's gonna give them the chance to grow because really school at any level in any context should be about giving kids the chance to grow. And so what we're talking about here is how do we – Provide teachers with the supports that they can look at the range of kids that they have in their room and say what What are the things that I need to do to help this group of kids grow, to help this group of kids grow, to help this group of kids grow, and and that's and you know some of the ways that we do that, as you said, if we raise the expectations, kids tend yeah. to rise to expectations. So they raising do? those expectations for everybody, um, asking those you know complex, depth-oriented questions, giving tasks that ask kids to really wrestle with real problems. This is all important in the curriculum to just give kids those chances to, to rise to the occasion and to have the chance to grow.
0: That was a good answer to my round roundabout question. Thank you for that. <laughs> Thanks. <Okay. laughs> you won't get questions from more intelligent people like that in your classes. So don't worry about it. This was a good practice one. That was good. I appreciate it. You never it. know Thank what you. kind
1: of question. That was a good Every one. Every question is a good question,
0: right? They, that's, oh, that's, 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 I mean, my wife says, no, they're not. And I ask her this kind <laughs> of question. So <laughs> they are a good questions. Um, my other thing is, this is key. You know, teachers are stressed for time and if they have gifted kids, that requires, you know, and by the way, they all do have gifted kids probably in their class. Mm-hmm. They just might not know it yet. Okay. And, but if they find a gifted kid and, and if it's a school that's under resourced, understaffed, whatever the case may be, okay, a poorer district, however you want to phrase that. Okay. Um, what do they do then? How do they find the time? And let me finish this whole thing to, to teach those kids. All right. Those kids need a differentiated instruction. Now we're all talking about, and I know you guys are thinking about this, uh, AI, artificial intelligence, generative AI Mm -hmm. in classrooms. Okay. Have you at Renzuli and at NAGC looked at AI in terms of, creating materials and answering the questions for educators that give them the time to work with the gifted kids, regardless of if it's a gifted program or not. How does AI fit into all this?
1: Oh, that's a great question that I'm not sure that I uh, (laughs) have a good answer to yet. I knew there'd be a great
0: question in here somewhere. I was waiting for that. Thank you for that, Dr. Little. Do I get an A? Can we leave early for Thanksgiving? Please, please. Okay.
1: (laughs) Of course yeah um you know this this is obviously an area of really high interest we've had um you know my colleague dr del figley who's the director of our center here he has a really strong interest in this he's been doing all this exploration he runs across the hall over time all the time Catherine tell me about you know take a look at (laughs) this new thing that you know ai can do for us and there's we, we luckily at our conference this summer and I know that in our plans moving ahead at NETC, we're really looking at inviting speakers who are exploring AI and thinking about yeah. what are the ways that we can look at supporting kids um, by using this and helping students to know how to use it ethically and appropriately um, yep. to really help their growth. Um, from what I'm hearing, I have not, I honestly have not done too much exploration of this yet myself, but It is the kind of thing that um, people are telling me that you can do some fun lesson plan development with AI, that it can help you to develop, you know, draw on the resources of the Internet to provide a more advanced lesson in something, to, you know, maybe find some more advanced resources. So there, there's a lot out there, but we're we're still there in is. the very infant stages of this. Um, but I yeah, do imagine it, that over the next five years, I bet we'll see a lot more development. Oh yeah. so, and as you say, opportunities to think about how can I raise the level of what I'm teaching for, for this kid or for this group of kids. And hopefully also there will be more resources out there that teachers don't have to do the AIing themselves, but that others can be doing that and, and providing that and making sure that that's out there and available for them.
0: Yeah, and it's, it's got to be, and, and, and as, as Madam President of the Board of Directors coming up, <laughs> gonna you, you got to really look at this because one of the great challenges of teaching the gifted is, is, the, time, is the time and staff it takes, okay, and Absolutely. the lack of training for a regular teacher, okay? Mm-hmm. Every teacher would love that. I mean, was able to teach a gifted kid, but how do you do it? Okay, and the AI is besides the fact that the robots are going to take over the Earth and kill us all, <laughs> AI is really AI is really a, a good thing. It's it's a sea change out there, and it's going to really make a difference if we can keep the uh, the uh, the dragon inside the egg for a while till we get to understand it. It's great, it's great stuff, Catherine. This is all good stuff. And one last question: How do you want? as I mean, we're talking to a lot of teachers and a lot of uh, administrators, principals, etc. when as we talk about all this how do you want them to react to what you're doing? Do you want them to get in touch with you? Do you want to are you going to present a series of webinars? What's going to be happening? That's how a do you great want question, them to react? Thank you
1: for Thank you for giving me the chance to to respond oh, to that. You know great. certainly people can... can reach out cuz we are going to be recruiting teachers and schools um into the project because we do have and there's the project focus has about four different phases that we're going to be going through um, engaging teachers in professional learning opportunities um, related to uh, the area the focus of the project Um, and so you know schools can certainly reach out we're in conversation with a few school districts already and we will continue to be reaching out so anyone is welcome to reach out to me Um, you know i think i gave you i can at the link that you've mentioned several times, that our Rensselaer Center link, um, people can certainly reach out to me, and I'm happy to share more um, about that. And then we will be doing more about it, you know, over time. So we're going to be doing different kinds of workshops and presentations. Over time, and hopefully also developing some um, guidebooks and materials and things like that that we can share with schools. And, you know, this is federally funded research, and so we're going to be making most of that material will be just available to people through our website um, over time because it's, it's part of your taxpayer dollars going to mm-hmm. whatever we come up with. And so we want to make sure that people have access to that
0: information. Yeah, it is. It, that's a good point. It's part of your dollars. It's there. Use it. Okay? And Catherine's going to help you use it as his NAGC, the National Association for Gifted Children, of which, when do you take office, when does the great event take place?
1: Well, we actually, uh, we have a structure in which I will be president-elect for two years, and then I'll be president for two years after that. Ah. So it makes for a really nice transition process that I already am working closely with the current president of the board of directors, who's Sheila Gallagher from North Carolina. And so she is the president, and she and I work very closely together. And um, (laughs) so, you know, my main job is to support her right now, and also I'll be chairing the NAGC convention for the next two years, not the one coming Congratulations. up Congratulations. That one is Sheila's, but um, I am excited to be already deep in planning for our convention next fall in Seattle, Washington.
0: Woo-woo. Seattle's a great tale. Okay, I got to yeah. tell you. That's wonderful. And uh, by the way, what happens to the old president? They send them to a farm upstate after they're done. <laughs> what happens? You
1: know, they just get to sit back in meetings and oh, wine.
0: Okay. Just be careful of that. You never know. Okay, you never know. And then okay.
1: sometimes, sometimes we have a breakfast for them at the convention. So there, there all the you go. presidents all, get all together them. and have a good Some
0: breakfast. Some of them are over 112 years old, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> They've been up there for years. <laughs> Catherine, this was great. Enjoyable, fun, and uh, really informative, I got to tell you. So thank you so much. Thank you.
1: Thanks for the opportunity, Larry. I've enjoyed chatting with you this morning.
0: I enjoyed it as well. Thanks so much, and have a wonderful day, and enjoy those beautiful fall colors. They are coming your way down in stores, okay?
1: Well, thanks. You too. Take care, Larry.
0: Thank you. Bye-bye.
1: Okay, bye-bye.
0: Catherine Little, Dr. Little, okay, of of University of Connecticut, Department of Ed Psychology. I've got this linked here. And she's President-Elect of the Board of Directors for NAGC, Okay, and she's pretty cool. And this is good stuff. And to go over there and check it all out and take advantage of this. It's your tax dollars' work, as we all like to say. We're going to archive the show over at ace-ed.org. I thank you for being here. And, everybody, have a great day. My name is Larry Jacobs.